Have you ever wanted to dress like an NBA player, but you're balling on a budget? Now you can do it with Indochino. RJ Barrett rocked New York City with his pink suit on draft day, and now you can shop his collection at Indochino. If you don't know, Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, sports coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact specifications. Plus, you get to personalize all the details, including your lapel, lining, and monogram. The process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. If online shopping isn't your thing, you can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering code BLUEWIRE at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. For $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more, plus free shipping, that's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit you perfectly. Laying the points brought to you by my bookie Indochino, Harry's, and Roman. My name is Matt Lamarca. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Lamarca, and I'm joined as always by my co host Kyle Dvorak, who you can find on Twitter at Kyle Tweets here. Kyle, what's going on, brother? I'm above 500. I've been on that precipice for basically half the season, and I, I finally got over the hump. And uh, now it's it's like no looking back. Let's just steam on forward. And actually, you crushed last week too. So we the show overall very very happy with these past few weeks in general. Yeah, I uh, when we did this show last week, I said I felt like it was the first time all season that I didn't really run good. Well, I got back to running very good last week, uh, starting with you know getting a bet in on Chicago minus two and a half, and then having Matt Stafford get ruled out. And then the whole Green Bay versus Christian McCaffrey thing on, you know, fourth down at the goal line, they stuffed him at the one. If he gets in the end zone, I have very little chance of covering that game. So two uh, two things definitely worked in my favor there, and uh, I will take it. But yeah, my record now is uh, is pretty pretty ridiculously good. I'm, uh, I'm very proud of myself, and I'm proud of you too, buddy, for getting back over 500. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, before we get into this week's games, I want to remind you guys about Rotoviz Patreon. Rotoviz Patreon is rolling as we head towards the fantasy playoffs. Gain exclusive access to the Rotoviz Radio Slack channel where you can ask questions and gain league winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team. Get ready for the playoffs. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners. Access premium content and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce high quality industry leading programming. Just head over to patreon.com slash rotovizradio. And speaking of exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get 10% off a Rotoviz NFL pass right now. If you haven't already signed up for a Rotoviz subscription, uh, I highly recommend it. And make sure to head over to the podcast homepage to take advantage of that 10% discount. Get ready for that playoff push. 
gain unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools so you can get an amazing value and support the podcast network. Once again, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Okay, we are going to do things a little bit differently this week. We're going to move the Thursday night game to the end. That way, for those people who are listening after Thursday, they don't have to hear it. So if you only want our Thursday pick, you can just scroll to the end and find us there. But I promise you, we didn't forget about it. We're coming back to it. We're just going to run through the rest of the games first. Starting with Sunday at 1 p.m., we have the New Orleans Saints favored by five and a half at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, New Orleans coming off one of the biggest losses we've seen all season. They they lost as 13 and a half point favorites. So uh, a big L while Tampa Bay bounced back nicely and took care of business against the Arizona Cardinals. So Kyle, what are your thoughts on this contest? Before we get into it, I would like to like to believe that there is an audience out there for only the Thursday game. Someone's like, yes, I'm just going to skip right to the end. I don't care about any other game. I'm a, I'm a Thursday night only better, which uh, we have talked about there being sort of a, some Thursday-based trends. So maybe that person does exist in our audience. But uh, let's move on to this game. Uh, interestingly, this is uh, New Orleans, the second best team against the spread in the league. They're tied with a few other teams there. And at Tampa Bay, outright worse against the spread. Uh, and, and I tend to think like we talked about last week, I think it was last week was Green Bay was coming off of the Chargers loss and it seemed like they were getting an unfavorable spread. I feel as though this is, is pretty much the same thing for me. Uh, I think the Buccaneers sort of have an uncaptured downside when you talk about how awful Jameis can be. And then the Saints are coming off of like, I want it like one of the biggest upsets of the year. And not only that, but I think it's it's going to be heavily influenced by the the public probably uh, not perceiving that to just be randomness, I think, which we sort of saw last week with the, the Packers. Like they weren't the team that could just get stomped by the Chargers. The NFL is just kind of wonky sometimes. And, and just so for that reason alone, I'll be I'll be back in New Orleans here in the bounce back spot. Yeah, I'm a little bit torn on this game because New Orleans really didn't look good last week. And I'm a little bit worried about the health of Drew Brees like. It would be one thing if the Saints had that performance and there were just no concerns with them. But if Breeze is going to be hobbled, it's a little bit of a different situation for me. So the one bet that I really have my eye on in this game is under on the total, uh, which isn't something that we have looked at a lot with Tampa Bay this season. You know, they've been a big time over team, but uh, we have a trend at Action Network right now, late season divisional under. So Games with at least a 44.5 point total during the regular season starting week 11 or later. Division game. The under has gone 180, 109, and 3. That's a ridiculous cover rate. So uh, I, I like that trend a lot. I mean, you know, when you're looking at a return on investment of greater than 21% with a sample size that large, I think that that's something you definitely want to take notice of. So. I'm leaning towards the under on this game. I mean, I know that the Bucks have been an over team all season, but the Saints are coming off nine points last week. And if you do have some concerns with them, like I do, maybe the under is the best way to do it. Yeah, I, I like that. And also the Saints have been an under team this season. They're four and five on their, their games over unders, and they're one of the lower teams in terms of how far it goes under by. So uh, I actually like that call. All right, next game, Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. I have no idea what happened with the Falcons last week, but their defense just came to life. Uh, I want to say they had six sacks, which is probably about what they had the first seven weeks of the year. So now they're heading into Carolina. Panthers are favored by five and a half, and we have a 49.5 total. So 
This game is going to fit that same exact trend for me that I just mentioned of a late season divisional under. So uh, outside of that, anything you have on this game as far as a side or a total? Yeah, I, I have to have to believe that what that was, uh, assuming they've had their, they have had their buy, I think it was like two weeks ago. Uh, the Falcons have been an awful defense for, that would be 10 games, nine of 10 games. Like they've not been a good defense and they've been injured throughout the season. Uh, right now they are 25th in opponent yards, uh, yards per play. I just, I tend to think that that was just, I mean, you know, I talked about it in the last, the last, uh, game we talked about, but I tend to think that was just sort of the effects of randomness. And uh, I, I want to back Kyle Allen, the Panthers here. And I, I guess I want to talk about this real quick. What do you, what do you make of the MVP race with like basically all of, all of nerd Twitter saying that McCaffrey has not that he has no chance, but that he shouldn't be in the conversation. I know it's unrelated, but I mean, it is people will be making bets on the MVP. What do you make of that race? Uh, I would not wager anything on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think it's a two horse race. I mean, certainly like Patrick Mahomes could still, you know, stick his nose in there if he has a huge end of the season. But right now, I think it's pretty clearly going to come down to either Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson, which I believe were two guys we uh, highlighted during our divisional previews as liking. You know, Lamar, I want to say was like 50 to one. We were definitely on board the Lamar train. So uh, I, I like Lamar as as the favorite right now. Um you know, I know Russell just had a big win, but he didn't play particularly well on Monday Night Football. So I'm back in Lamar Jackson, and I think Christian McCaffrey is, unfortunately, for a running back on a team that really doesn't have playoff aspirations, it's going to be very tough for him to win the award. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because I, uh, I didn't even remember that we, I know for a fact that we talked about Lamar Jackson as a good uh Good bet, and uh, I didn't mean to bring up the, the fact that we're super sharp, but I, I mean, if you if you want to say so, yeah, we are. I mean, I guess we are pretty sharp, but no. Uh, in this back to this game, I do think the Falcons' defense is a mirage, and I think uh, what Kyle Allen has done has been like a very high floor player, and he still hasn't had a ceiling game. And I tend to think that that, especially like when you look at like DJ Moore's touchdown rate, uh, something like that. I tend to think that their offense even still has like an untapped ceiling, just in terms of like variance, whereas they've been a very uh, safe offense in terms of not turning the ball over. I think I think Kyle Kyle Allen has like two or three interceptions after starting every game at the first two. So I think uh, this is an offense that has a high high ceiling and a high floor. And the Falcons could just completely bottom out, especially they'll be without Austin Hooper. Their defense is probably overrated after one week. Like they're they're one of the worst defenses in the league. So I'll back the Panthers here, but I don't feel quite as confident as I did about the last game with the Saints at the same line. Yeah, I agree. If I'm taking a side here, it's the Panthers. The advanced spread on this game was closer to a full touchdown, so we are getting a little bit of spread value based off of what these two teams did last week. So I'll side with Carolina, but again, I think the total here is going to be my my preferred play. Uh, so for our next game, I actually wanted you to lead off because I, uh, I have been a notable Denver Broncos doubter in the past, uh, let's call it 11 weeks. So uh, Broncos at Vikings. Vikings 10 and a half point favorites at home, 40 point total. What are you doing with the Broncos here? Cause I like, I, it's so hard for me to, to bet with them with Brandon Allen, but at the same time, it's a large spread and uh, they've had, they've had some flashes of life. Yeah. Very large spread for a Minnesota team that, you know, is coming off of a huge win. Um, I'm a little bit worried that this might be an emotional letdown spot for them after beating uh, the Cowboys on Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football. I don't remember which one it was. But after beating <laughs> the Cowboys on prime time, 
I'm a little bit worried it's a letdown spot. And I'm also a little bit worried that they're not the type of team that you want to back a big number on. You know, like, I, I think if they get up in this game, they'll be pretty comfortable just putting it into cruise control. So I do think that Denver is my preferred side here. Uh, you know I've been on Denver for most of the season, so that probably won't shock you. But I don't think it's a conviction play for me or anything like that. Yeah, I think uh, this almost certainly, I forget the exact parameters of the trend, but it was uh, it was like home favorites of like, I think I actually was just over this, but it was the, the large home favorites with low totals have really struggled to cover in the past eight years. Uh, like just we talked about it before, when you think of how many points they have to beat uh, the Broncos by, I don't know if uh, I really think they have, I don't want to say much of a shot, but I think it's going to be difficult for them to cover such a large spread at 10 and a half. And also Brandon Allen was fine in his first start. Like I really think it's underrated how bad Joe Flacco was and how the move to Brandon Allen is probably a lateral move. If anything, it might be uh, a bit of an upgrade. Last week, or I guess probably uh, would have been two weeks ago, I believe, had over a 10 adjusted yards per attempt. It was, it was a small sample size, but like I think it's clear when we see you know, uh, Dwayne Haskins take the field. He's probably not ready. Brandon Allen's a fine backup. I think uh, I'd take the Broncos here at least with some amount of confidence. Yeah, I, I mean, we talk all the time, or at least I like to talk about how backup quarterback versus starting quarterback injuries are probably overrated by the public. Like, especially when we're looking at a quarterback like Joe Flacco getting hurt. Who cares that that guy didn't play? You know, like, it it really doesn't matter that that guy's not in the lineup. And we were able to take advantage of that against Cleveland a couple weeks ago. So uh, maybe this is another spot to go back to the well. I'm just, the Vikings are clearly a better team than I give them credit for. So I am a little bit worried about that. All right, next game. The New York Jets, hot off their second win of the season heading into Washington to take on the Redskins. Man, is this a bad game. The Redskins are favored by a point, and 39 is the total. That's actually, it's, it's wild to think that after, uh, they probably played Miami in like week five or six. Imagine watching them for four games and thinking, they'll be favored at least twice in the next, uh, what, five weeks or whatever. And here we are, they're favorites, and I'm probably just going to be backing the Jets. Uh, for me, it just comes down to like, I think you can easily just measure it in terms of quarterback play. Sam Darnold has not been very good, but Dwayne Haskins has been truly awful. Like this isn't sustainable, but he's thrown touchdowns on nearly one out of every 10, like on, on right around one out of every 10 of his pass attempts. He's averaging, he's averaging 2.4 adjusted yards per attempt. Like has yet to throw a touchdown. I just don't think there's really any way this offense gets going. And, of course, they've also just wanted to grind their running back, uh, Adrian Peterson, thus they have Darius Geis back, but that's just not a successful, like that's not a recipe for success in the NFL. So if they're on the ground, that's not how you win football games these days. And if they're through the air, you're not going to win it with Dwayne Haskins. So I'll just take the Jets here because they're both bad teams. I'll just take the team with points. I just can't back the Jets as like such a public team. Right now, 70% of the bets coming in on the Jets, 80% of the money. Uh, I know that they looked good last week, or better, I should say, on offense, but their defense was still a mess, and just two weeks ago, they got embarrassed by the Miami Dolphins. So, you know, the Jets getting a point. It, like, this is a game that, again, there I don't see any edge in it, and I'm certainly not going to be watching it for entertainment purposes, so... I'll just cross this one off the list, but if I had to take a side, I'll go with the contrarian team. All right, next game up, we have the aforementioned Buffalo uh, Miami Dolphins. They're at home against the Buffalo Bills. Bills are six-point road favorites. Total here is 41. So 
Uh, Kyle, two wins in a row now for the Dolphins. Can they cover at least for the third straight week? Yeah, this is this is probably the line I'd stay away from the most. The past handful of games we talked about as we talked through them, I felt like I at least had a lean. I have no clue because the Bills, uh, the Bills, they played. I don't know, not good against the Browns, but it's hard to say because the Browns are probably pretty bad too. So maybe it was even worse than it looked. Uh, they've been a turnover-heavy team and a sack-heavy team all year, and the Dolphins are on the upswing right now. Uh, I think they're like right around, if not positive, against the spread this year after a pretty awful start. So uh, for me, I would say probably the Dolphins at home, but both these teams are so bad, and the Bills are like bad in a sneaky way because they have a solid record. So I'm probably staying away, but I guess I would take Miami given six points at home. I'll go the other way again. I'm taking the Bills. Uh, spread opened up at 7.5, but... Given what happened last week, it's down to six. I think that the my that Miami's just a bad team, and like their whole goal this year was to get a top pick, and they are in serious jeopardy of losing that. You know, like they've already lost the number one pick. That's going to Cincinnati, but if they're not careful, like they're gonna end up picking outside of the top five. So I think that this might be a true like kitchen sink game in terms of the dolphins wanting to lose you know like I that would see- be artwork they're like we've overdone it we're doing way too well and i mean truly for their long-term plans they honestly are so it would be amazing to see them come crashing back down to earth like almost intentionally i want to see brian flores in the locker room like guys you played great the last two weeks now go out there and give me a little bit less. <laughs> you know? it's like, he's like, guys, we're, we're playing for my job here. We're, we got to take one. We got to take an L. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Harry's razors. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years, and the secret to a great shave, it hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters. Sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I'll be honest, I don't really like to shave. Uh, I'm sure nobody really enjoys shaving, but I don't like it more than most people. That's part of the reason why I decided to give up the 9 to 5 grind, work from home. Now I can just let my glorious beard grow as wild as I please. But even me, even someone with such a glorious, magnificent beard. There are occasions where I need to trim it down and look presentable. You know, my sister's getting married in a couple of weeks, and that's why I need Harry's. It can uh, give me a great shave at a low price, and I don't have to worry about having a stupid blade subscription that's going to pile up with blades that I don't need. I can just hop on the website, order new blades whenever I need a refill. Harry's is so effective and cheap because they cut out the middleman. They manufacture their blades directly so they can sell them straight to the consumer at a fair price. Uh, They do offer subscriptions. I shouldn't say they're stupid. They're stupid for me who doesn't shave very often. But if you're somebody who shaves, you know, regularly and you like the ease of having blades to figure to uh, deliver to you on a regular basis, you can get a subscription. If not, if you're like me, just hop online and get them when you need them. There's no risk to try them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they will give you a full refund. Listeners of Lang the Points can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. 
Just go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. I want to talk about something that might not be easy to talk about, but uh, I think it's important to, and that's erectile dysfunction. Usually you would just brush it off, blame ourselves, say something like, I lost my mojo, or avoid it altogether with excuses like, you know, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm 0-3 against Matt. Every time I bet against him, I lose. He's that sweet fuego, and I just keep losing against him. Uh, But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash bluewire to complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction uh, Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, kind of like my favorite player, Austin Ackler. It's funny, uh, Matt actually wrote the script, and that totally applies to me. But now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today, get connected, get connected with the doctor, and take care of it. Just get it, go to getroman.com slash bluewire to get a free online visit and get your free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash bluewire. Your free visit and get started. Getroman.com slash bluewire. Well done, Kyle. Well done. We're going to have to put you on more ad reads moving forward. That was a wonderful performance. Oh, I thank you very much. Uh, let's uh, finish up these one o'clock games. We've got the Houston Texans heading into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Baltimore favored by four and a half, and we have a total of 50 points. So I've been a little bit lukewarm on these games to start the week. I like Houston quite a bit here. Uh, I just think that Baltimore now... The public perception on them is that, you know, they're this elite team, legit Super Bowl contender, and that might be true, but I always like to sell that team the following week, especially coming off of, you know, like the biggest win we've seen all season against the the Patriots a couple weeks ago. So like, I think that this is a bit of a letdown spot for Baltimore. I like Houston here getting the points uh, Deshaun Watson. Six and one against the spread as an underdog. So I think that this is a pretty nice spot to sort of go against the general public and take the points with a team that is roughly, you know, comparable to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I I want to back the Ravens here because I do think they are like a top two to three team in the NFL. And I still think the Texans have uh, some flaws to work through. But because we talk about all the time just how much, like, if you just fade the public, you're probably going to be, like, a marginally plus EV better. I'll probably just, like, push those Lamar Jackson love feelings deep down. And uh, I think the Texans are smart. the smart call here, fading the public. And I do think it makes sense for this to be a letdown spot. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's just I don't want to bet against Lamar Jackson, so I'll probably stay away. But I do think you're on the, you'll be on the sharp side of history here, as, as per usual, honestly. Yeah, and I should clarify – Deshaun Watson six and one against the spread of an uh, as an underdog of at least three and a half points. So not as just an underdog, it has to be three and a half points or more. Uh, last one o'clock game, no spread on this one currently. Dallas Cowboys at the Detroit Lions. Uh, we're waiting for news on Matt Stafford. Uh, just give me a rough breakdown. What you think about this game? I would expect Dallas to be favored uh, regardless of who plays, but if Stafford is out. I would expect them to be something like a seven-point road favorite. Yeah, I would. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably fade Jeff Driscoll at all costs, especially because when you look at what they did last week, he wasn't particularly good, and I think they got like 
particularly hot with Jeff Driscoll on the one deep play at Kenny Galladay where the defenders kind of like didn't like misjudged it entirely and kind of stumbled to the ground. Uh, realistically, that game could have just been an absolute, absolute drubbing against like a, a really bad Chicago Bears team. So I'd probably if Jeff Driscoll starts either stay away or take the Cowboys. And then if Stafford starts, uh, it's probably a stay away for me, especially given I don't know exactly what his like if he'd be playing at full health or not. So I'd probably stay away if Stafford starts and I wouldn't mind betting the Cowboys uh, probably as big favorites even against Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. All right, Sunday, 4 o'clock games. Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are favored by 11 points, and the total here is 45. Thoughts on this one, Kyle? So the 49ers are coming into this game, like, not beat up. They're coming in depleted, like, truly depleted. They're potentially without Kittle, basically. Uh, What their coach said was he's in the same condition he was last week. And he didn't play last week. So, like, he's made progress, but he's still roughly like this day-to-day, week-to-week limbo. I don't know if he'll play. They lost Joe Staley, who I believe is coming back from injury, so it's hard to say that that really changes the projection. Uh, Manuel Sanders does not look awfully likely to play this week, but it's tough to say, and Matt Breida is certainly out. So that leaves them down to throwing passes to Debo Samuel, who was good last week, but he wasn't unstoppable. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, who hasn't gotten involved much this season. And, uh, and then Kendrick Bourne. Uh, and I actually have uh, one of my favorite apps on Rotoviz pulled up the Rotoviz AYA app. And uh, two of his top three receivers this season have obviously been George Kittle and Emmanuel Sanders. He'll be without them, Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, he's been like a mid-tier passer this whole season in terms of like adjusted yards per attempt. He's like right around the middle. Uh, I think he's throwing interceptions at a slightly higher rate. It's uh, like his QBR is right in the middle. Basically, everything just says he's like a fine quarterback, but nothing special. So either they're going to lean on the run more where they'll be without Matt Breida, their most efficient back, or they'll end up uh, passing more without uh, Breida in, which is not great when you don't have Kittle and Sanders. And on top of that, we saw the Cardinals kind of get lucky and cover the spread last time they played. Uh, I still think I'll take uh, I'll take Arizona here. Maybe that's just because I got burned betting the card or I think I bet uh, San Francisco last time it happened. My question is, do any of those injuries really matter against the Cardinals? I don't know if they do. Like, obviously you want Kittle and Sanders and Breida in the lineup in the long term, but Arizona's defense stinks. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to struggle to move the ball, regardless of who's out there playing receiver. And I do like Debo Samuel, for the record. Um, what matters more to me is, is that defense healthy? And as long as that's the case... I think that this might be a good spot to buy low on San Fran. I said the same thing last week uh, against the Seahawks, which ended up being incorrect, but I am much less scared of the Cardinals than I am against Seattle. So I think that this could be a spot where we're getting to, to buy a really good team at a reduced price and in a bit of a contrarian spot. Like the advance spread on this game was 14 points. Now it's 11, uh, and 81% of the public right now is on Arizona. So I think uh, that this is actually a pretty good spot to target San Francisco. Are you going to have them in your five again? Because I was heavily considering Arizona, and I can't keep losing. Uh, I would say that that is doubtful at the moment. All right, doubtful sweet. At the moment. If you had them in your five, I was like, I can't keep betting against you. Like, uh, I've lost every time. If you don't have them in your five. Here's one that will be in my five. The New England Patriots minus four against the Philadelphia Eagles. Total here sits at 44 and a half. Uh, Patriots, for the first time all season, have some legitimate question marks. You know, their offense is a little bit dinged up. 
Uh, they really struggled against Baltimore, and their defense, which has been awesome all season, gave up like 37 points, I want to say. So that said, I get New England coming off of a bye week, and I get New England coming off of a loss. Let's do it. New England minus four, too easy. Yeah, I saw this line, and I, I'm just shocked at like, Still arguably the best team in the NFL. Like, I mean, it's it's a one-game sample. It's hard to say that uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are, like, definitively better than them. I still think there's a good argument to the best team in the NFL. Uh, Philly's offense basically in the first the first week was as best as they've been. Uh, had Deshaun Jackson, haven't been as good since. Now he's on IR. I, I just don't see much of a way that the Eagles get it done. I'll, I, and obviously we talk about it every week. You just auto-bet the Patriots and you'd be plus, plus a lot of money over the past five to ten years. So, yeah, I just think it's a – particularly not great lines. I'll take, I'll take New England for the five easy. Yeah, I will say that uh, Darren Rovell, he's doing this new thing every week where like if you pick against him and he loses, he will uh, do some sort of public humil- humiliation type thing. So last week, his pick of the week was the Giants. And because they didn't win, he had to go out in Times Square and basically dress up like the naked cowboy and sing uh, New York, New York. So this week he's on the Patriots, which scares me a little bit. Uh, but if they lose, at least I get to see him get drenched in 36 gallons of uh, cheese whiz in Philadelphia. So, oh boy, that's, that's disgusting. That's, that's like that would give you me. a heart attack on contact. <laughs> I kind of want to see. Ro- I want to see Ravel get cheese dumped on him way more than I want to see him in his tidy whiteies. Uh, unfortunately, I've already seen that though. All right, last 4 o'clock game, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Oakland Raiders. Oakland is favored by 10.5. Total on this game is pretty high, 48.5. So I uh, I think I'm done with Cincinnati. I, uh, I, I thought that we were going to get their best game last week against Baltimore, and we were going to get Baltimore's, like, not best game, and uh, it didn't matter. <laughs> Cincinnati is just that bad, especially now without Andy Dalton, that quarterback, like, I think I'm done having anything to do with Cincinnati. Yeah, so uh, given the 10.5 spread, this implies them to get 19 points. I don't honestly think they come that close. I don't think Oakland's defense is very good. Uh, Defense doesn't really predict offense that much in terms of scoring the opposing offense. And, uh, yeah, the Bengals' offense is just terrible. So I don't know – like if Oakland is going to have to score a ton, like we talk about these large spreads, it's easy for a bad team to backdoor cover, but the total in this game seems absurd for like a game with the Bengals. So, I mean, you really have to expect Oakland to just annihilate, like in terms of scoring a lot of points, not only uh, like they could just get the under by holding Cincinnati to no points. So for me, I think the 48 and a half point total is, is incredibly high for a game that involves the Bengals. All right, let's talk about my bookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well? that you could choose any game and call it? Well, MyBookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, and the start of college basketball, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger potential payout. If you are going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Tired of watching games from the couch with nothing to gain? MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on football. That's why if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. 
That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code ROTOVIS to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code ROTOVIS to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. Sunday Night Football. Chicago Bears heading into Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Favored by 6.5, and and the total on this game sits at 40 points. Uh, What are our thoughts here, Kyle? Uh, I honestly, I want to know your thoughts because I, I, you can tell when I'm not sure on a game just because I think one team's trash. Like I'm like, oh, the Bears for this one, it's like, oh, the Bears suck. They had one good game last week uh, where Trubisky was efficient for the first time this season. Essentially, I still don't think that's indicative of the team. This tells me that they're what three and a half point, uh, three and a half point dogs on a neutral field. I think the Rams are a significantly better team uh, despite a poor showing last week. So I mean, it's like multiple poor showings though in a, like yeah in, yeah in succession at this point. So their their wins this season the Rams they've beaten Carolina. Uh they did beat New Orleans but that was the game that Drew Brees got hurt. They beat Cleveland and they beat Atlanta and Cincinnati. Their losses have been Tampa Bay Tampa Bay, Seattle, San Fran and then Pittsburgh they put up 12 points against them last. I just don't know what to do. Like that Rams team coming off of a bye, scoring twelve points. I get that Pittsburgh's defense has been uh, pretty good since they yeah, got. Yeah, there's no excuse for that. Yeah, there's no excuse for that. No off of a bye, what are we doing here? You know, like Cooper Cup didn't have a single catch in that game. So, you know, like the one thing about the Bears is they still do play pretty decent defense, and. I just don't know with L.A. right now. I certainly don't think I can back them laying nearly a full touchdown against virtually anyone at this point. Yeah, I think uh, I'll probably just stay away from this game because you are right. Like, it's not just uh, one showing. It's a handful of showings. And as you pointed out, their wins are, like, hardly wins at this point. So, yeah, I'll probably just stay away from this game. Monday Night Football, we've got the Chiefs favored by four and a half against the Los Angeles Chargers. Chiefs let us down last week, Kyle. Uh, you pivoted to them in your picks. I thought that yeah, they were going I to. That. I might have done that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds familiar. <laughs> I thought that they were going to have a good showing with Mahomes back in the lineup. And they played fine on offense, but Derrick Henry just peed all over them. And they got a kick blocked. Just wasn't a pretty game. So they ended up losing. Now they're favored by four and a half on the road against the Chargers. I think I'm buying them again this week. I know that buying... Uh, you know, a road favorite on Monday Night Football means I'm going to just be like throwing my money in with the waves of public money trying to get even for the week. But I still think that that's the right move here. No, we talked about this last week and uh, I, I, I don't like it. We lost if you were betting the Chiefs, but I still think there is a, a large amount of edge to be gained by people just not respecting how dominant the Chiefs offense is. And for me, that's typically more of what I'm looking at uh, when I'm looking to bet teams. And being four and a half on the road, not necessarily like a typical road game because they get to play at a soccer stadium where the Chargers fans might even be outnumbered. So for me, I like the Chiefs minus four and a half. And I also think the uh, 52 and a half point total, if I was betting any of the high totals, I'd probably bet the over on this one just because neither of these defenses are that good. And I don't really care who the Chiefs play, like the defense they oppose. No one's going to stop Patrick Mahomes. So for me, I like the over and I'll, I'll back the Chiefs off of like one bad game, despite them being like a contender for one of the best teams in the NFL. All right. And the last game of the week is the first game of the week. 
Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland favored by two and a half, and the total here is 40 and a half. So I just talked up the Pittsburgh defense a little bit, but now I think that Pittsburgh is properly, you know, starting to get rated properly. So I think that this is probably a stay away game for me or even siding with Cleveland. Uh, but I don't feel great about either side here. Do you have a feel one way or the other? Uh, I see. I I think that what we saw, like what we saw last week was the Browns offense still didn't have it together. And that's kind of what I've been, or at least I think what both of us have been in part backing them for at different points in the season is that we think with Baker, with Odell, Landry, all these talented players they have, that their offense can be dominant. And that's not what they were. They just happened to face a uh, Buffalo Bills D or offense that has an extremely low floor and they have a good defense like the, the Browns do. So for me, I'll probably take Pittsburgh with the points here because uh, I still haven't seen what I think should make the Browns a good team. And that's their offense so i'll probably take pittsburgh here against another team that can force sacks and turnovers at will seemingly so i think this is probably a spot that pittsburgh matches up well against baker who's been truly one of the like bottom tier quarterbacks so i I think i'd take pittsburgh here all right let's get into the my five presented by my bookie uh last week i was four and one kyle you were three and two uh that brings my season record overall to 27 17 and one and you are now one game over 500 at 23 and 22. So as much as I feel like I've had such a good year, I'm you're like one good week and I'm one bad week away from this thing being a real competition. So I got to keep the hammer down, bro. Like I got to just try and keep nailing these three and two, four and one weeks every single week. Like I just got no choice. You haven't given me any alternative. You just have to keep me betting against you. It's really the three games that have like <laughs> that have swung in your favor uh, as a, like that have cost me losses and gained you wins. Uh, and I'm I'm probably going to try and stay away from that because you're like I'm betting against uh, someone who's 27 and 17 right now. So probably not sharp, but uh, to bet against you. And I don't think looking at it like I have any of those this week, which is a relief to finally not guarantee myself a loss. So <laughs> I'll start off Broncos uh, plus ten and a half, Arizona with the same spread of ten and a half. New England, uh, they're not plus four. New England, minus four. Cincinnati, Oakland, under a 48 and a half. And then Kansas City, minus four and a half. So I also have New England, minus four. Uh, but it looks like that's the only game we have in common. I'm also taking an under. I'm going Tampa Bay, New Orleans, under 50 and a half. Uh, I'll be taking Buffalo as a six-point road favorite, which is a weird spot for me, but one that I will uh, take try and take advantage of this week against Miami. I'm taking Houston plus four and a half. That's probably my favorite side of the week. And I struggled to find a last pick. I will end up siding with Chicago getting six and a half against the LA Rams. So those are my picks. Uh, hopefully we can put together another good week. I mean, seven and three as a team, pretty darn good, Mr. Kyle. Yeah, I think we both started off the season for like three straight weeks hovering around 500. So maybe by next show, I'll pull up what we've been since then. Because basically, since we've gotten a grip on the NFL, we've both been kind of crushing it. So hopefully, here's to another good week. Yeah, I know with certainty that I was one and four after week one. (laughs) Uh, And then I went four and one the next week. So yeah, I mean, outside of week one, we've kind of made it rain this year. Let's keep it going. Let's keep the money flowing. For not just us, but hopefully the people that are following out there uh, taking advantage over at my bookie. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points. For Kyle, who you can find on Twitter, at KyleTweetsHere, 
I'm Matt LaMarca, at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in.